On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We are back Tuesday, December 28th. Uh, Ian Cameron with you. Andrew McGinnis will be along uh, in a few moments as well. We're back uh, from the extended Christmas slash COVID-19 break, I guess you could call it, uh, in the National Hockey League. Uh, and it was actually supposed to be uh, yesterday on Monday with uh, games initially expected to be played, but the NHL made the decision we're going to postpone the Monday slate, wait another day. So here we are on Tuesday, uh, December 28, ready to resume NHL action. Uh, we've just got a small slate, three games. There were supposed to be four, but Columbus, Chicago, uh, was postponed from tonight's slate. So just three games on tap in the NHL. We'll break those down, uh, of course, in just a second. We hope everybody had a great uh, Christmas uh, holiday, you know, whether it was family, friends, whatever you were doing. Uh, hopefully you ate, you drank, you you were merry, you know, all those great things you do around Christmas time. Uh, and nice to get actually a nice little mental break, to be honest with you. I mean, I've been uh, – I've been pounding the pavement, so to speak, the last four months. It's been hectic. It's been every day, day and night work, 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 work. So uh, to be able to get a, a few days to just uh, take a deep breath and pause and do some other things, it was really, really nice to be able to uh, have that opportunity. But we love hockey and we're happy to see NHL back, even with so many roster issues across the board with uh, all kinds of different teams. And uh, we've got Andrew joining us now uh, on the uh, show today. Uh, Andrew, hope Christmas was good to you. Uh, good to be back and good to see NHL back. Great to see you, Ian. Uh, good to be back uh, talking hockey. Uh, I would love to say it's back to normal, but it's not. <laughs> but we're back talking hockey nonetheless. Um, enjoying the World Junior Tournament. I enjoy watching some that hockey. Um, for those of you guys out there that don't watch the World Juniors, the puck lines aren't just one and a half. Tonight, Canada is favored by, what was it, Ian, nine and a half goals? <laughs> I saw the total is ten and a half. So it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, great time. And, and, and you, know, you know, great point you mentioned about, you know, getting a chance to step back a little bit. I was doing a lot more NBA work than I usually do. That kind of uh, took a little bit more um, uh, of a front page, I guess, because there was no NHL last week. So I usually do NBA, but I uh, did a lot more than I usually do um content wise and stuff like that but uh yeah it was just nice to see some family and be able to visit and, and have some fun but you know uh with the COVID times we're living in obviously couldn't see everybody I'd like to see but um yeah I mean our first game up we're going to talk about today with my Habs uh it's a weird game to start us off so um it's what we have to get used to and I messaged you guys yesterday saying that it was refreshing handicapping that world junior tournament because there wasn't much to deal with now it feels like it's 60 percent you know, who's playing, who has COVID, who doesn't, 20% who's injured, you know, and, and 
let's do the matchup and regular handicapping stuff. Right now, hockey handicapping isn't just about the matchups anymore. That's right. I mean, it's all about who's in and who's out, uh, who's healthier, who's got more bodies <laughs> on the ice. Uh, and that's obviously a big factor now to consider, especially the last week or so. And it's going to be that way, at least for the next couple of weeks. Uh, there was a big bit of news. Obviously, we've got a bunch of games that have been postponed this week. Uh, later in the week that were announced uh, the last couple of days. Like, for instance, there's four games on the Wednesday slate tomorrow, Chicago-Winnipeg, Boston-Ottawa, Pittsburgh-Toronto, Dallas-Colorado, uh, that have all been postponed uh, from Wednesday's slate. But the bigger bigger news, I think, for the NHL is really their they're a bit oper- it's really their best chance to try to get these games played or as many games as possible. And that was the announcement over the weekend that the NHL and the NHLPA have agreed to reintroduce taxi squads. Uh, for all of these teams. Uh, and you're at the point now, I think, where the NHL realizes, look, we've got to try to get back to playing somehow, some way. We can't go. The, and look, Omicron variant's not going away. This is going to be here for weeks, if not maybe months longer. So unless you're going to have your season completely halted and disrupted by this, you're going to have to find some alternative methods to try to get games played. You know, and the taxi squad is going to at least give teams a chance. Now, unfortunately, it kills competitive integrity. We know that. There's going to be teams that have to go deep into the taxi squad to put a roster on the ice the next few weeks. And it's is it really a true gauge and a true representation of best on best every night and who the best team is every night? No. But guess what? we got to deal with that now if we want to see this season finished and get completed. We've got to we got to go we got to go through this, and if it means you know I got to pull six seven guys from the taxi squad and put them on the in the in the uh, opening lineup uh, or in the lineup on a given game and a given night, that's what's got to happen. And unfortunately, it is going to disrupt. You know how is this going to be a true you know month period here where we say oh this is the best team in the NHL? What if the team goes ten and two in the next twelve games? Oh, best team in the NHL right now, really? Is it truly the best team in the NHL with, you know, you're not getting the best players from the opposition consistently uh, on a night in night out basis. So yeah, that does hurt. You know, is this a true gauge of the best, you know, evaluating these teams, figuring out who the best team is and who the worst team is. It probably isn't uh, because of all the absences, but if you're going to avoid disruptions to your season, you have to go this route. Uh, And I think that's what the NHL is doing. Plus, you know, they've gone over uh, the, the extra mile for precautionary reasons with postponements before the Christmas break. And, of course, several games this week have been postponed already. They've obviously taken health and safety and all those measures as the first and foremost priority uh, above all else. And at least they're but, getting ahead of it, Ian, and not just doing it like an hour, you know, before we do a show yeah. together. <laughs> you know, That's at least right. they're doing it a few days in advance. That's right. Exactly. Like they announced the Wednesday postponements yesterday. You know, you had at least a couple days to, uh, uh, you know, for the team certainly to adjust to it and, and make their uh, arrangements, you know, with those games being postponed. But what I think the NHL realizes here is, look, we've postponed some games. We thought it was the right thing to do. And with the way COVID outbreaks were going, uh, like spiking across the league with so many different teams, it probably was the right way to go. But at the same time, you know, if you keep being that, you know, if the precautions are that strong the rest of the season, you're not going to complete the season. Simple as that. You're going to be postponing too many games and the taxi squad, you know, is going to allow uh, teams to at least put a roster on the ice. And another thing the NHL sees is, you know what? We've taken these precautions, yet we're sitting back and we're watching the NBA 
force the Toronto Raptors to play with like three, four players the other night. I'm of course being uh, overboard, overblowing it a little bit, but no, seriously, they had eight or nine guys against Cleveland the other night. We're seeing the NBA forcing teams to play in these situations. We're seeing the NFL throw out a crap ass product this past weekend with Jake Fromm's of the world at quarterback for the New York giants and the saints with 20 guys on COVID having to go to Ian book as their fourth quarterback last night in an NFL game. Are they postponing games? You know, with the COVID, you know, situation just ramping up every bit as badly uh, in the NFL or the NBA. No, uh, they're saying we've got to find a way to get these games played. We've got to find a way to get our season to keep going in spite of what's going on uh, with. And I think the NHL is saying, you know what, we've got to try to follow suit the best we can. And the taxi squad is going to allow that where at least you'll be able to pull players off the taxi squad from the AHL, from the minor league level, and be able to get these games played. Yes, does it hurt competitive integrity? Of course. Look what it's doing to the NFL. I mean, you can't tell me that was fair for the Saints last night. That's not the New Orleans Saints. You know, that was not a professional football team. No, no. I'm sorry, it wasn't. That was not a professional NFL team on the field last night for the new Orleans age. You can say all you want. They had no linebackers. They had multiple guys in the secondary out. They had fourth quarterback on the roster having to start for them. You can't tell me that's a fair situation, but if you're going to get these games played, there's going to be some unfair, brutal situations for some of these teams that are just ravaged at, at any moment in time by COVID-19. So I think the NHL yeah. is real. Well, it's a business, we right? The season go, uh, we got to further the season and keep it going. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a business, right? And that's what's happening with the NBA. They couldn't care less. Adam Silver wants to make his money, and those owners want to make their money. Uh, and, and that's why we're seeing what we're seeing when it's like teams are hopping on charter flights and they're bringing eight guys you know, to a, to a, 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 you know, on the road with them. It's ridiculous. Like you said, that wasn't the Saints roster. But the fact of the matter is, you know, Brendan Gallagher, who obviously you know I'm a, I'm a Habs fan. I follow them really closely, all the quotes and stuff he said how much different this has been than, you know, having the cold. He said, like, if you had the, if you had a regular flu, you show up, they give you a different water bottle. You know how hockey players usually share water bottles, whatever. They give you your own water bottle. You kind of do things on your own, whatever. You're still on the ice, but this is different. But the whole taxi squad thing is, is awesome, and I love it. But it is, you know, people were calling it a Mickey Mo season now again because it's not the regular players. No, no, no. Everybody has the exact same stipulations. It's not like one team has a taxi squad and the other team doesn't. So it's not like one team has any greater advantage. If you have a good team and you have depth on your roster, then you should be able to deal with a couple of COVID outbreaks. I will say this, though, and I tweeted this out, like, I think, after our, our show last week. Remember when the Ottawa Senators had like six players out and the league made them play four or five games? Same thing with the New York Islanders. They had four or five guys out. The league made them play several games. And then every other team started getting COVID. And about a day later, they were canceling their games. If I'm an Ottawa Senators fan or owner or anything, or Islanders as well, aren't you upset the fact that you had to wait four games of getting absolutely pummeled for your game to get canceled? But because they moved forward, Calgary has two guys out. Let's cancel their game. You know, this team has two guys out. And that's what's not really fair is that it's, they're making these rules up as they go, you know. So that's kind of what's been tough. But yeah. having the taxi squad should really help uh, 100%. And uh, I see some talk in the chat here about this. I'm not sure if you saw, Ian. Uh, Team USA and the World Jays uh, forfeited their game tomorrow. Yep. Uh, so it's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy. 
Um, it affects you and I, uh, our careers. It affects, you know, the, the research we're doing. But we're just happy to have action. I'm happy to have games, happy to have uh, games to handicap, and happy to be able to talk about three games with you, with you tonight. So let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you're right. If you're the Senators and the Islanders, you're definitely upset. Uh, there's, there's no question about that. And, uh, you know, I'm disappointed for the uh, U.S. situation. Uh, I was ready to bet Sweden as a dog against them tomorrow, and that's probably gone out the window uh, right now. Uh, but nevertheless, um, yeah, it's an unfortunate situation there. And if you're the Sens and the Islanders, the problem with the Sens and the Islanders is that it's not their fault. They couldn't control it, but they got their COVID-19 outbreaks just at the onset of when the Omicron variant was really starting to become an issue. And the NHL at that time had no plan in place to postpone games or they weren't thinking even for a second that we're going to have these COVID-19 spikes happen again. But they happened right at the beginning of this Omicron variant becoming an issue. It was right at the beginning. And then, of course, it became a greater issue and more teams were affected. So they were victimized by circumstance and the timing of it. Like the sentence, they still should have probably done a better job to capitulate to those two teams considering it, the, the measures they've taken with Calgary and Colorado and so many of these other teams that have had these outbreaks the last couple of weeks. They were victimized by the timing. And it was right at the beginning. And the NHL said, oh, we're not going to, we're going to plow forward still. You know, that's the way it is. You know, we're, we think this is just right now the beginnings of this spike because of Omicron doesn't mean we're going to react to it right away. Well, not reacting to it right away for the Sens and Isles you know, puts them behind the eight ball considering how you reacted for other teams that have gotten it since then and had these outbreaks. So it is, it is kind of unfair. There's no denying that whatsoever. If you're a Senators fan or you're an Islanders fan, because you got it basically at the onset of when the uh, variant was really starting to become an issue. Yeah. So, and I'll say this, we're going to talk about it with the Canadians Ian, but, uh, and it might not, this might not be a popular opinion, but I truthfully think and this isn't a, 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 a you know me going at people like Tyler Tyler Toffoli and Arturi Lekkinen and those guys, but um, if you don't mind for me to jump into this Tampa Bay Montreal game, these guys that are getting called up. If you look at the roster and the lineup tonight for the Montreal Canadiens, I'll tell you one thing: if you, this team is on pace to have historically one of the worst seasons they've had, why not even in general give some of these younger guys some chances? I was watching a documentary on the Canadians YouTube channel this past weekend, and it was talking about Belzil, um, Ryan Paling, um, P- Michael Pizzetta, all these younger guys. I mean, let's be honest. What does everybody always say, even in the NFL? Um, the veteran players, are they motivated late in the season or even midseason or, or when a team is getting demolished every game? No, no, no. It's the younger guys that have a future in the league trying to impress their coaches, trying to move up from the minors. And when you make it from the minors to stay in the big leagues, and you really go to show that um, it's not, it's hard to make the big show. And when you get up there, your new goal is to stay there. So I'm not saying these other guys are just so relaxed up there, but you're going to get a full effort out of some of these taxi squad guys, not just on the Habs, but every team. So you know, if you're checking lineups, guys, and you see some names you might not recognize, I wouldn't instantly think fade. I wouldn't because those guys are going to give an effort that you might, you know, not get always from, you know, you might not get, you might not get a hundred percent from a, a regular, you might get a 91%, 92. These guys from the AHL, they're giving you a hundred percent. I can guarantee that. Yeah. And it's, it's a betting angle for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to see how it uh, plays out for a team like Montreal. You're right, they're down to – you look at this uh, lineup that they're putting out there. We'll jump into it now since it's the first game. Uh, Montreal, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay minus 280, home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, we'll start with Montreal, uh, obviously, since Andrew brought them up here. Uh, Montreal, you look at their lineup, and it's going to be a lot of youth. It's going to be a lot of uh, minor league uh, – AHL call-ups you look at how it's uh, littered throughout the lineup other than Drew and Suzuki you know uh, on the top line uh, Caulfield on the uh, second line uh, you've definitely got issues in terms of who's out of course we know who's out Toffoli uh, Dvorak Lekkanen Byron Anderson Gallagher Sherrod on the blue line Weber Weidman Petrie uh, now on the COVID list Edmondson's been out all year so we know who's out already it's who's in you know you're looking at the likes of Raphael Harvey Pinard Ryan Paling Cedric Paquette, Michael Pizzetta, Lucas Vidimo, uh, Alex Belzeal, Jake Evans, and Jesse Yelonen uh, right now for this Montreal Canadiens team. And it is, uh, <laughs> that's definitely a young, inexperienced green lineup to be, uh, to say the least. But, you know, you do get effort from these guys. It's a showcase. It's an opportunity to prove, hey, we're trying to show what we can do at the NHL level. And boy, they're going to have a chance to show it against not only the Tampa Bay Lightning, but one of the best teams in the NHL, two-time defending a Stanley Cup champs. So uh, what an opportunity it is for them. Uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, they've got their own COVID issues going into yep. this game. No question about that. Uh, you know, both of their top two goalies, Andre Vasilevsky and Brian Elliott, uh, on COVID protocol, which is why two third string goalies tonight. Game. Yeah, going at it. I'm kind of surprised this game didn't get postponed, but uh, uh, they went through with it, uh, even with Tampa Bay down to the third goalie, which will be Maxime Legacy uh, in that tonight for them. Of course, Legacy is a guy that's obviously been around with Vegas. We remember uh, years ago. Uh, he's been in the uh, made several NHL starts, so it's not like this is a fish out of water or anything. This is a guy that's played in the league and started in the league. Uh, multiple times we'll see how he fares here tonight and for the Montreal Canadiens uh, in net tonight Samuel Montembeau uh, getting the start for them unfortunately for Montembeau we've talked about him previously when he's made the start here not very good one and four 3.65 goals against average uh, 897 save percentage just not good numbers he, he they've, they've not won with him he's given up uh, three plus goals in four of his last five starts um, so to, to me, my only two games, I've got two bets on the card tonight. They're both totals. I want no part of any sides. And you know what I'm looking at here. The one thing here with this over and why I like it is not only do you have suspect goaltending, you've got a Tampa team that was scoring going into the break. You've got two goalies. You're not sure what you're going to get from either one uh, in this game tonight with Montreal with so many new faces on, you know, especially up front in the forward group. That's communication breakdowns defensively waiting to happen. Who's got who on the ice? You're going to see maybe a bunch of those with just these young new faces tonight, and that's trouble against Tampa, obviously, with their ability to score goals. Nobody playing, but hardly many players playing better before the break than Steven Stamkos uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And Preden Point back, of course, tonight uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning as well. Of course, injury is what kept him out the last several weeks. So Tampa Bay will get theirs. Uh, I fully believe that. But I think Montreal, with their young energy, you know, uh, coming back from the break, you know, you're not sure what Maxime Legacy is going to deliver necessarily in net. And by the way, they miss Eric Chernak dearly, Tampa Bay on the blue line. He's one of their best shutdown staunch. Sure. Take somebody out in front of the net. You know, in terms of just defensive-minded defensemen, Eric Chernak's about one of the best you've got uh, for Tampa Bay, especially when you've seen Hedman this year 
he's made some uncharacteristic gaffes defensively, Hedman, this year. I'm not saying he's t- all of a sudden totally terrible in his own end. We know what he can do offensively, shooting the puck, rushing the puck, power play, all that. But he's had more gaffes and miscues and just things defensively in his own zone that you're not accustomed to seeing from a guy like uh, Victor Hedman. Uh, that's why I say Eric Chernak, in terms of that defensive presence from the blue line, he's about as good as they've got Tampa, and they've definitely missed him. So sloppy game. Both of these teams haven't played in forever. For the Lightning, they haven't played in like seven days. It's been 12 days since the Montreal Canadiens played. That's just got a sloppy type of game written all over it in my mind. So I think we'll see goals, and I'm on Tampa Bay, Montreal over six tonight. Uh, Andrew, Lightning and Habs. Yeah, a lot of the same thoughts as you, uh, except for I've kind of narrowed in more on the first period over one and a half, uh, just because I think that sloppiness gets going right from the second that puck drops over one and a half, minus 130 is the price I locked in for this game. Um, you know, I talked about it with uh, those younger guys in the Habs. I think that uh, they'll surprise some people. I think Maxime, like I say, is, is ex- more experienced uh, than Montembeau, but I think both those guys can let in some goals. And um, you know, missing some key guys on both teams. And uh, I believe, yeah, we don't have a John Cooper behind the bench either uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that's a, that's a factor. Experienced team, but still no head coach there. Um, so lots of guys out, you know, um, all, all positions, not just, you know, we've got a coach, goaltenders, defensemen, forwards. We're covering all bases here uh, as far as guys that are out uh, in this game. And like I said, for the Montreal Canadiens, when you're playing like you're playing before the, before the pause, um, there's not really, I don't want to say not much to lose Ian, but it's kind of like go out there and play some hockey. You know what I mean? And I saw a funny tweet here that said the CDC has announced that it's now okay for NHL coaches to let Cole Caulfield get power play minutes. <laughs> so hopefully, <laughs> so hopefully, uh, hopefully Dom Ducharme has no choice, uh, but to let him out there and get some real good minutes for Cole Caulfield, because if anything, it's a good developing time, uh, for these younger players, but also for a player like Caulfield who's had you know, he's young, but he's had a lot of experience still playing in the Stanley Cup and all this good stuff. So uh, I like the over with you, full game, but uh, I'm probably going to do a double up, but probably stronger on that first period. Yeah, the first period over in this game is probably worth a look as well. There's another game where it stands out to me as well, uh, along with the full game over in this uh, three-game card. But uh, there's no doubt. I mean, it's uh, depleted lineups for both teams, especially for Montreal. But Tampa Bay, like I mentioned, it's not just – uh, Chernak, it's not just both goalies, Vasilevsky and Elliott. It's Chernak, it's Sergachev, of course, who's been uh, very, very, keeps getting better, that guy, and he's not playing tonight. He's on COVID protocol. Pierre-Edouard Belmar, key depth forward uh, for the Lightning. Great center, you know, in that third, fourth line center spot. He's out. Anthony Sorelli, uh, also out on COVID protocol. So it is definitely a uh, shorthanded Tampa group as well. And uh, I like what Jarek's saying. Yeah, fade the star player in the first game back. So Maybe you sprinkle maybe you'd be a little bit more conservative. I'm not saying sprinkle Montreal money line here plus 240, but if you buy into that first game back with uh, Braden Point, that uh, and that has been a good angle this year. Uh, the first game back with the uh, star player, it's not gone well uh, for a lot of these teams. Maybe to be a little bit more uh, safe, you can go plus a, a one and a half on the puck line, which you can get at even money actually. Uh, Montreal plus one and a half goals plus a hundred. Uh, that might be safer. I don't know if I'd want to take the plunge with the money line on Montreal, not with this uh, very young lineup, but plus one and a half, plus 100 for a little uh, insurance, a little added security. If you like that side, if you want to go with that, you fade the angle, fade the uh, team when the star player comes back, in this case, Braden Point for Tampa. Um, but um, 
that's just a thought. Uh, Jarek, it's, it's good of you to bring it up. Uh, no doubt. So, uh, but the plus one and a half might be the uh, safer. And you still get that at even money. You don't have to lay a price on that either. So that's why I figure if you like Montreal, maybe uh, the plus one and a half here, just to be safe at plus a hundred uh, in this game. Um, all right. Oh, we got Andrew. Andrew wants to say something. Yeah, sorry. And maybe even a team, go. maybe even a team total too, because uh, I always say that magic number for the Habs, they don't win games unless they score three goals, but against Tampa Bay, even with some of the guys they have out, they're still going to get theirs, especially on Samuel Montembeau. So take that team total and you could still potentially win the game. They lose 5-3, you know, you win, you win your bet still, you know, and that's something to take into account. Uh, no doubt. Uh, definitely something to take into account for sure. And uh, uh, again, we'll have to, like if Tampa, uh, Tampa loses tonight with point coming back against this Montreal team that's basically AHL lineup in their bottom three lines. Uh, outside of Caulfield on the second line, then that really is a hell of an angle. We're going to have to just auto bet that uh, every single time we see it. If Tampa Bay <laughs> loses tonight uh, in this spot. All right. We got Arizona and San Jose. We got San Jose minus two fifteen home favorites, five and a half. The total shaded to the under. I'm going to be brief here. It's just difficult here to uh, back either side. I'll say this though. James Reimer's good uh, and having a good season uh, for the San Jose Sharks. Give him uh, a lot of credit. Uh, his numbers are quite solid on the year uh, for the uh, Sharks in net. Uh, Scott Wedgwood will be the goalie for Arizona, but uh, Reimer comes into this game 9-5-1, 1.99 goals against average, and 9.36 save percentage for Reimer tonight, uh, going into this start tonight for the Sharks. Uh, he's been very good. As far as absences for the Sharks, uh, it's Tom- Tomas Hurdle, it's Jonathan Dolan, uh, Rudolph's Balsers, and Kevin LeBanc, it looks like, are the absences tonight for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Hurdle's the one you miss. Uh, no question about that. More than The Balsers can play actually a little bit. He can chip in offensively. He's got some skill and upside uh, from, a, from, a, from a talent perspective, skill perspective. But And LeBanc certainly has shown some offensive dash at times. But Hurdle is definitely the one you miss the most. As far as the uh, Coyotes are concerned, and look, you need all hands on deck as far as it goes at, at, uh, with what you got as a team. Never mind having to deal with absences makes things even more difficult. But uh, for them, uh, they've got some key absences. Of course, Jacob Chikrin, COVID protocol. Uh, Jay Beagle is one of their better defensive centers is out. Ryan Dezingles on COVID protocol. Dimitri Ashkin uh, as well. Connor Timmons on the blue line as well. So uh, Arizona's got their share of uh, issues right now in terms of who's going to suit up for them. It's just a game I'm going to stay off of totally. You know, San Jose is not one of those, yeah, let's lay minus 210 with them type of teams, but I'm not going to be eager to back Arizona here either uh, in this spot, especially with Reimer playing good in net for them. Uh, So it's a pass for me. Andrew, any thoughts on Coyotes and Sharks? Look, I I often expect uh, after a long break to look towards overs. I think you share the same sentiment as me uh, on that handicapping type style. But in this game in particular, I like the under here. Uh, I think, you know, we got some guys out uh, for for um, uh, for the Sharks here, but we got an Arizona team that's actually like, you know, they, they've the thing with them is the worst part about the Coyotes has been their goal scoring. It's never it, it's they've of course, it's been some defense and some goaltending in. But let's be honest, we can look down at their goals, at their scores um, and, and see quite a few games where they scored one goal, two goal. And it's just not enough. You know what I mean? Like. Sometimes you look at this this team, and and I I guarantee you, I probably have taken more unders than overs on Coyotes games this year because pretty much whenever I thought the Coyotes would hang in a game, I took the under. I didn't want to take them on the money line, and I know they're coming off their last game was six five, but 
I, I think we'll see a low scoring game here. We got Optimus, Rhyme, and Nets for the Sharks here. I think we're going to see two teams play pretty tight. So uh, I kind of like both the overs and the other games, but this is the one game I think will be very boring. First thought, too, is that this probably could be your low scoring game of the night. Uh, no question about that in terms of uh, uh, totals in the NHL tonight. And uh, yeah, Arizona, it's just like I say, the last team that can afford players in COVID protocol is Arizona. And, you know, it's hard enough for them to win with a full, complete, healthy roster, you know, and, and now they've got uh, key absences left and right. So it makes things even more uh, difficult. Uh, San Jose has been one of those teams. They have definitely played better than I thought. Like their record's 500, 15 and 15, which, you know, it doesn't look great, but I expect them to be a lot worse than that. Uh, and look at this Arizona team, by the way, they are averaging on the entire year, 1.9 goals per game, dead last in the NHL, 25.7 shots on goal per game, dead last in the NHL. So that tells you how tough sledding it's been uh, for the Arizona Coyotes to uh, put the puck in the net. Uh, and it's a big reason why they've struggled. Now they did win their the game. It was a wild game. It was a crazy game against Anaheim, six to five, uh, an overtime win for Arizona, but an anomaly probably more than anything else. We're still talking about an Arizona team that scored two or less in the majority of their games before that. And the San Jose Sharks, again, have gotten uh, pretty good defensive playing goaltending at home from uh, in particular from Reimer. So uh, Andrew liking the under. All right, Vegas, Los Angeles, final game of this short three-game Tuesday slate. Vegas minus 135 road favorites, five and a half uh, is the total here, shaded to the over at minus 120 in this one. Uh, when you look at this game, there's some issues for Vegas all of a sudden. We uh, looked at the Golden Knights. Hey, look at they're getting healthy and everybody back. And now just as that's happened, well, it's happened for a little bit now, but uh, now they come out of the Christmas break and they're wondering who's going to be on the ice for them. Uh, Max Pacioretty, uh, Mark Stone, uh, both of them were game time decisions uh, going into this game tonight against the uh, LA Kings. And there has been just a little bit of a money move toward the LA Kings just in the last 10 minutes here that we've been doing the show. And it makes you think, hmm, is that a telltale sign? Those guys are going to be out and maybe miss this game for Vegas, quite possibly. But it hasn't been confirmed. I have not read a confirmation just yet. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But definitely that would be something that would concern you uh, about Vegas here tonight is the fact that they could be without both Pacioretty and Stone. And, of course, really it's been having those guys back that has made all the difference in the world uh, for Vegas tonight. We talk about how their offense has just been lethal with everybody healthy with the way Chandler Stevenson has played this year. Uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, it, it's, uh, it's just got to be frustrating for Washington that they let him go uh, and Vegas got him on the cheap and look at how he's played for them. Marcia so has been unbelievable lately. Uh, Carlson Smith, uh, that line is starting to get their offense back together. And they've had some nice chip in depth scoring lately from the likes of Will Carrier and Nicholas Wah. Uh, as well for the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm more impressed with Nick Waugh as that third-line center for the Golden Knights the more I see him play. Uh, so there's uh, all of a sudden as some scary depth developing uh, up front for Vegas. And as we've said many a times on this show, you don't even have Jack Eichel there yet. Wait yeah. till that happens. So uh, scary stuff for Vegas, but they could be a little bit short-handed. And it could be a little bit of a tricky spot because I'll say one thing about L.A. L.A. plays Vegas usually pretty tough. Uh, they did beat Vegas the last time they played them, 6-2. to two. Uh, back in October 
uh, the one meeting this year. That's the only time they've played. It was a 6-2 win for the Kings in that game. And the LA Kings have been a pleasant surprise with the way they've played um, in the first, I guess, third. We're not quite at the halfway mark, but we're at the the, the quarter pull, the third of the season. Uh, and definitely, I've been impressed with what we've seen from the Kings. They come into this game, you know, 5-3 uh, and three, uh, in their last eight games. They beat Washington 3-2 to two, uh, right before the uh, break. Uh, and the Kings have been one of those teams that's uh, definitely been impressive. I want to mention, too, it's uh, Alec Martinez out as well for the uh, Golden Knights. And Petrangelo is still in COVID protocol as well, Alex Petrangelo. So uh, definitely this could be a short-handed Vegas team here tonight. So this could be a tricky spot for uh, Vegas. It really could. Uh, you know, they lost finally their uh, last game before the break. They had a five-game win streak snapped by Tampa, uh, a 4-3 to three win for the Lightning there. Uh, in that game, when you look at the Kings and who they're going to have available to them tonight, uh, they're definitely affected uh, by COVID a little bit, uh, but maybe not quite as much as, say, some other teams uh, going into uh, tonight's uh, games. When you look at it from an L.A. standpoint, uh, Dano uh, on COVID protocol, uh, Ole Mata, Dustin Brown uh, are also uh, battling it as well, and both of them have been uh, ruled out uh, for this game. For the uh, LA Kings, those are the main ones right now. Of course, Cal Peterson as well. Uh, he's on the, the COVID list as well. So it's mostly Cal Peterson. It's uh, Philip Deno. It's uh, Thenisiu. It's Oli Mata, and it's Dustin Brown right now. Sean Walker's injury is an in, isn't. It's not COVID. Sean Walker, the defenseman, he's out for the year. It's injury related with him. Uh, so he's not going to be back anytime soon. So, yeah, Kings not quite impacted as much as Vegas here going into this game. So this is actually a spot where I'd, I'd consider maybe the home dog. I don't know if I'll get there. I don't know if I want to still go against Vegas. But if there's ever a spot where Vegas is a little bit more vulnerable, it could be tonight here. Uh, so And Jonathan Quick is expected to be a net for the uh, Kings. He's actually played great this month. Uh, great record, great numbers. Maybe he gives L.A. a shot here in this game uh, as a home underdog. So lean to L.A. I did really like the over uh, initially, and I had a, it's still one of my plays, but I got to admit, if you don't see Pacioretty, if you don't see Stone, that's a lot of your, uh, a lot of your offense, a lot of your heavy hitters uh, when it comes to producing offense for you that are not going to be on the ice potentially tonight for the Golden Knights. So maybe keeps that bet to a smaller one for me, but I'll still go ahead with it over five and a half. Uh, what do you think, Andrew, here, Vegas, L.A.? I like the over, but uh, I'm on a different side. I, I like I like Vegas still. Um, you know, I, I think that they have proven recently they do have some more depth than I might have thought they even did, and I think we'll see that tonight. I think that uh, no to no, um, having, you know, some some guys, you know, in and out for the LA Kings, it, it hurts them. I think I see you being out, obviously. And, you know, you just look at, uh, I think Dustin Brown's out. That's correct, right? Dustin Brown. Yeah. Just, Dustin, Dustin Brown, Brown and Deneau. Those are two yeah. guys that defensively from the forward position, you miss those guys. Yeah. Brown's a good defensive forward. Philip Deneau has been one of the best defensive forwards in the NHL the last year or two. Those guys are missed defensively. Yeah. So that's why. Even though they're forwards. Over. Yeah, it's good know. for the over. <laughs> yeah, it's good for good for the over. I, I like it as well. But uh, I think that Vegas, they're going to remember how they ended off, you know, last week. That was atrocious, Ian. They had that lead. Uh, I remember we talked about this game on the show and uh, that game, Tampa Bay versus Vegas. Vegas held the lead in that game. I think we all had the over in that one. Um, we cashed, but Vegas gave up their lead, and, and I, think, I think they they blew it in the third period, or I think it went to overtime. They lost four three. Um, they're gonna remember that, and I think they need to show up and they need to get going again. And they're playing really good hockey, but if you can't beat teams like Tampa Bay, then you don't really care. I mean. <laughs> 
Um, it doesn't matter. It's kind of like what people are saying right now about the Miami Dolphins. Every third tweet I see on Twitter is how the Miami Dolphins are, are phonies. The fact of the matter is they've just, you know, the Dolphins have just beat who was in front of them. But the fact of the matter is with this Vegas Golden Knights team, they have to beat the other good teams. They can't just beat the other subpar teams. So um, they have to get back to winning, and it starts tonight, I think. So I, I like them, and I think they'll win tonight here uh, with those two key defensive forwards out. All right, still liking uh, Vegas, and my, minus 135 is what we've got right now uh, with Vegas as well in this game. So the price, again, has come down just a little bit uh, on the uh, Golden Knights. And again, I think it's just assumption. You know, we've just seen a, like a 10-cent move on the LA Kings the last 10 minutes, yeah. and I think it's just assuming they're not going to play. I have not seen any official word either, Kyle. Kyle in our chat uh, mentioning that I haven't heard or seen anything official that they're definitely out. Last I heard, DeBoer said it yesterday in his virtual uh, press conference with the media. And we don't have Pete DeBoer behind the bench, do we, tonight? I don't yep. think I don't think DeBoer's behind the bench. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's uh, he's right. He's in COVID protocol. Uh, so when he was uh, talking to the media, you know, he's probably not going to be behind. He can still do his media stuff because it's virtual. But uh, he was uh, he's um, in a situation where he said it was going to be a game time decision for both of them. So I think it's assumption right now the people that are you know, maybe taking LA thinking stone and patch ready or out, but uh, it's not assured yet, not assured yet that they're going to, uh, that they're not going to play. Uh, it's going to be a game time decision here, but uh, nevertheless, um, I like the over. You're right. I mean, you're talking about Brown and Deneau as two of their better defensive forwards. Uh, it's going to be an impact. I think negatively for the Kings and their ability to defend uh, this Vegas golden Knights. It's going to have to be one of those nights where it's Jonathan quick vintage uh, in his prime yeah. Jonathan quick. And look, he's had some of those games this year. He has had some nights where he's looked like Jonathan Quick in the heyday in the mid-2010s when the Kings are winning Stanley Cups with Daryl Sutter. You know, he's had some of those nights this year, uh, Jonathan Quick, where he's played extremely well. So he's going to probably have to be that good again tonight uh, against this uh, hot Vegas team. And a Vegas team, you're right, coming off the disappointing third period, uh, you know, meltdown against Tampa. You're right. I think there's incentive, you know, get off on the right foot here coming out of the Christmas break. So It's definitely kind of interesting because, you know, when we're talking about these games, we're breaking these down. A lot of the times what we do is we talk about the last few games they've played, right? But right now it's been a week, a week and a half for some of these teams. So how much does that really matter? You go home, spend time with family, you have Christmas dinner, you celebrate, you you watch football, you do whatever. Do some of these teams care about the last game that they played in a week and a half ago? That's what we have to ask ourselves. You know, certain teams like Montreal – it's a blessing in disguise. They get a week and a half off from losing, <laughs> you know, like it, I think it impacts every team differently. Vancouver is a good example. Uh, they finally get some uh, practice time under Bruce Boudreaux, but did you even want that practice time when you've won five, six straight? I don't know. You know, we'll find out. Yeah. I worry about bank. I, now the first game Vancouver plays after the break, you know, I'm betting them. And I will be. I'll be absolutely on Vancouver because they still haven't lost under Boo. I said I'm betting them every game till they lose. But you better believe I'm worried about Vancouver in that first game back from their break because they couldn't have this break couldn't have come at the worst time at a worst time for the Vancouver Canucks. The things were rolling. They're playing great under the new head coach Bruce Boudreaux. He's got all the best players are starting to percolate again for them. Connor Garland's been good. Uh, Elias Pedersen is starting to get it rolling again. Brock Besser is shooting the puck and now scoring the way the Canucks expect him to. All of that was clicking. Demko was solid in net. The defensive game for the team overall was improved under Boudreaux. 
then all of a sudden you're winning games, you're playing every other day, and now all of a sudden you got this big break. And you better believe I'm worried about the momentum being disrupted a little bit uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. But that remains to be seen. We'll see uh, when Vancouver returns to play, which will be tomorrow night uh, when they take on uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, good stuff with Andrew. That is the Tuesday uh, NHL card. Good to be back. Uh, we do want to address a couple of things. Um, Alex, of course, is not here today. We know that his dad, Albert, uh, passed away uh, right around the holidays. Uh, certainly me, Andrew, and everybody else they've, that have sent their condolences and their well wishes to Alex and his family. It's appreciated certainly by him. Uh, and his family, but even us, because we're a family here. We're a nice guy's family. That's the way it's been. Uh, the, uh, not only the four of us on this show, but the interaction we have with the viewers and the listeners, we we kind of treat this like we're one big family. Uh, and so when uh, one of our family members, if you will, goes through a tough time, and obviously it doesn't get much more difficult and painful than losing your dad, uh, we want to be there for them. And that's exactly uh, the case with uh, – Alex. So uh, we give him our thoughts and uh, prayers and well wishes, and he will be back on this show as soon as he can. Uh, once he gets over the you know grieving, he's got to do you know arrangements with the family and all that. So uh, it'll be going back and forth between Minnesota and Chicago. So we'll let him have his time to uh, deal with this, and he'll be back on the show at some point whenever he's ready. And then we got Jimmy Murphy, who's battling COVID right now, uh, believe it or not. So uh, you know, he's had some symptoms from it, uh, and we're going to hope to have him back on the show. He's going to try to be on tomorrow, he said, if he's feeling a little bit better. Uh, but definitely, uh, we're to hope Jimmy uh, feels better soon as well uh, as he battles. Uh, uh, like I say, COVID is not escaping anybody, it seems, uh, right now uh, at this point in time. So uh, to Jimmy, to Alex, uh, with their respective situations, we wish them all the best, and we can't wait to have them back. Uh, here uh, on the show all right it is time for best bet actually you know what DraftKings got to mention them for the first time uh, after the uh, Christmas break DraftKings Sportsbook official sports betting partner uh, of the Hockey Podcast Network and of course uh, the Ice Guys as well uh, a great book for betting hockey I mean you can get so many good uh, prop options of course uh, on a daily basis uh, when it comes to uh, NHL betting so uh, it is definitely uh, a book you should be using and we're not just saying that because uh, they're sponsoring the show it really is as a book I use you know for betting NHL hockey so uh, definitely good to take advantage of that uh, no question about that uh, make sure uh, you take advantage definitely of uh, the DraftKings uh, sports book and a reminder in the NFL uh, you'll be a winner in the NFL as a new customer. If you bet just $1 on any team to score, you can win $100 in free bets. Uh, if the DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available where you are, you can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their very first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. It is time for best bets to wrap up this uh, Tuesday show. Three games to choose from. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. What do you like for uh, best bet? 
Give me the uh, first period over. One and a half minus 130 Canadians and Bolts. I like it quite a bit. And uh, I like the full game. But uh, let's not uh, let's not wait 60 minutes. Let's get it done in 20. All right. There we go. Montreal, Tampa Bay over one and a half. A buck minus a buck 30. Uh, first period. Uh, best bet for Andrew McGinnis. Uh, my best bet is going to be Vegas, LA over five and a half uh, minus 120. I'm going to stick with it, um, you know, in, in this uh, particular game. I mean, I still think Vegas, it's not even a sure thing yet. We see uh, Pacioretty and Stone sit out. And certainly if they play, we know what that team has done offensively. And we know uh, the Kings, you know, without Deneau, Brown, you know, defensively could be an issue. And by the way, I didn't mention this, and it's worth mentioning, 7-1 and one to the over uh, in the last eight yes. meetings between these two teams. It's been a over-series history, uh, to be sure, uh, as of late between these uh two division rivals. So uh, you've said, which you don't always think Vegas versus LA high scoring hockey, but four straight have gone over the total uh, and you're looking at seven and two uh, to the over uh, in the last nine head to head meetings uh, between the golden Knights and the Kings. So uh, let's go with Vegas, LA over five and a half minus minus one twenty. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this Tuesday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys. We thank everybody uh, for joining us in our first show following the break. Uh, make sure if you're watching on YouTube, you hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate that very much. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we will talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday. A bigger slate on tap on Wednesday. Join us then for another edition of The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.